Hey there, it's me, your stomach, down here, you know, the one who can talk. Anyway, I was just at a yoga sesh with a few of the other stomachs, and mid-tree pose, everyone started talking about Subway's new savory rotisserie-style chicken Caesar signature wrap. It's a mouthful to say, I know, but with creamy Caesar dressing and double the rotisserie-style chicken, it's not the only thing that's full, if you know what I mean. It's me, I'm the one that's full. Because <laughs> I'm a stomach, that's kind of what I do. Subway, make it what you want. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. Love Hope Radio. Welcome to another edition of Wise Man Can't Jump, the Sunday Night Roundtable. I'm your host, TD, coming to you live from the Great White North. I believe we will be joined in momentarily by Mr. Nate Bush. What's from up? West Virginia. There he is. And we're hoping to get Mr. Robinson on the line shortly. How's it going, Nate? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Am I coming through good and clear? You sound spectacular, sir, like you're in my living room. Oh, good. Hold on. I'm adjusting my volume. I want to be able to make sure I hear you. I've got one earphone on, one earphone off, because I'm trying not to speak too loud tonight. Yeah, no, you're coming through very good volume. Good, good, good. No problem. No problems on that end. Good. So good. as we wait for Mr. Robinson, is there anything non-basketball you'd like to touch on that Mr. Robinson well, uh, would probably care if we talked about? The Sixers did clinch uh, a playoff spot today without even playing a game. So that's uh, that's a they bit also, of news. They also won episode two of the challenge yeah it wasn't even close even um no it turned out to be a rather ugly affair yeah without jimmy butler we're just not the same um team we we got it close late after the uh, after they called the dogs off but uh we'll talk more about that on wednesday for sure um, yeah that's more of a that's more of a of a flagship piece of yeah material. we'll definitely dive into that um as you can tell, I'm filling up a bottle, or I'm filling up a, a glass here with a nice carbonated beverage. How was the uh, How was the weather in uh, Logan? Um, I'm actually in Championship City right now. I'm in Chapmanville. Oh wow! The peek behind the curtain there. How's the weather in Logan? <laughs> it's not too bad. It's uh. It, it's not. It's not bad at all. It's uh, it snowed a lot yesterday. Right. Apparently, I was in. Uh, I've been in North Carolina for a couple, or I left uh, Saturday morning and went to uh, North Carolina and spent uh, a day down there doing some work for um, NCWA Pro Wrestling. And we have uh, Mr. Robinson is with us, but continue. Although he's probably going to yowza you right out of existence. Nah, let him go ahead and yowza us in here. Hey, man, I don't know who the hell hell y'all talking about. (laughs) Senator Tom, how's it going, buddy? Did Nate Bush say something about the NWA? It was very similar to the NWA. Senator Tommy, gentlemen. Yeah, man, I just, uh, I'm holding the phone because, uh, T.R., you know, the other T.R., the little pussy one from Pennsylvania, he, uh, 
he's ordered some fast food, right? So I took the phone off him because I wanted to talk about, uh, I was trying to think of a joke, but anyway, let me try to put it this way. Um, what do you get when you get, when you put America's most wanted together with the greatest moose salt ever? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> get it? Because of James Storm and Christopher Daniels. <laughs> God damn, I'm funny. I just made that up right now, right quick. <laughs> I didn't even have my throat's dry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, the son of a bitch got his food. I gotta go. We'll see you later, wildfire. Oh fuck! He took the phone. I don't know what he said. Yowza! 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 There you go. There it is. How you boys doing? I have to ask for the thousands of people at home. When you go through a drive-thru with stuttering Tommy Rich, what's the order like? Well, uh, he asked if he could have a six-pack of beer, which is not available at Burger King on a Sunday night in Pennsylvania at 1130. That's a you know, he uh, he put his headphones on. I told him there was a new Wailing Jennings song. He doesn't even know he's dead. But uh, I, I put a, I put his headphones on him so he can't hear me talking right now. I told him there's a, a whole case of uh, of Coors Light and and Labatt's Blue, and he's interested in trying that. And in his yeah. words, he said, "I'll try to do an impression of him, but I don't know how good I'll do it." But in his words, he said, "I cool a bear after the named after the Blue Mini Brown Heffron." <laughs> But um, I don't know how good of an impression I did of him. But, yeah. So he's he's content for now. It's kind of weird that I'm traveling with him while I'm doing Uber and Lyft. But what a great visual, huh? No, definitely. All that scar tissue. Not to be confused with red hot chili peppers. All that scar tissue in his uh, forehead. Not to be confused with that far hat. Anyway, play on words is going to be good tonight. I'm I'm fired up, no pun. Uh, that came out accidentally, truthfully, um, because I am finally uh, 99% over that week-long sickness. A lot of stuff happened today, and uh, you know, I just feel good. I just want to get to the landline so I can give you guys a better connection in a couple of minutes. I think you sound yeah, pretty good. good so far. Yep, I don't understand how your cell phone comes in so well and mine comes through so shitty. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, um, it could be the alien uh, spaceship cover down in that state there and uh, or something yeah. else going on. That could All be All the it. people wearing tinfoil hats. Around here, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, I mean... <laughs> this is subdued shitload tonight, by the way. We don't have a full power today. No, Shit no, I'm here. Shitload to go through. Actually, ironically, I'm coming through a, it's not a dead zone, but it's a shitty zone for my area here in uh, Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. But uh, I should shut up while I'm driving through it and listen to that Carolina trip for the rest of my way home. Well, I mean, if you want to hear about it, it's really not Fucking a... Right. Uh, 
it's not really a a wild a wild uh, Tom Robinson tale, but I will drop some details. Um, sure. Well, um, we hauled out of here early Saturday morning, headed for Clayton, North Carolina. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Clayton, North Carolina for the NCWA 10th Annual Ivan Koloff Memorial Tag Team Tournament. 10th Annual. He's been dead 10 years, or did they start it while he was alive? They started it while he was alive. Ivan used to present um, the awards while he was there. They changed it to the Memorial Tournament after Ivan passed. Um, I hate Ivan, to show up. If they, if they made that mistake, I'd be like, Oh, what are you doing? I, having a memorial with my tag team championship. I am still a wrestler. I beat Puro Samartino. <laughs> but uh, I'll get to the event here in a minute. Um, the entire uh, the drive down was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare. First of all, we had to go on uh, toll, toll roads um, on the way down, which if you go to New York... Um, I should never bitch about a toll road. It's only a $2 toll at each toll booth, and there's only three of them um, on the West Virginia Turnpike, and we bitch just wholeheartedly about them. They they still suck no matter what. Oh, they they, do. They're they're the worst. Um, They're just awful in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I have my my first experience with Easy Pass currently because of the job I do, which uh, makes makes it a little better. But. Well, I don't travel the roads enough to, to do that. But anyway, um, we get out of West Virginia. We get to Virginia. If anybody's ever been to Virginia, uh, you know, you do the speed limit or you die, basically. They, uh, they, are, they enforce the traffic laws via airplane, uh, and they will mail you a ticket if you're not careful. Um, uh, I've got those. Yeah, Virginia's brutal for that, and they will um, they enforce it via the airplane, as I said, and they um, are bad. If they catch you with a radar detector, they will take it from you and smash it right beside your car, which I don't have one, so no big deal there. Um, but, yeah, just did a lot of traveling. Drove off and forgot my toothbrush and deodorant. Before I left, luckily made a quick uh, Walmart run <laughs> while we were still in West Virginia. A um, lot of rain, a lot of snow. Ran into a big thing of snow on the drive down, and it was just a, a headache. Because being from West Virginia, um, Tim, you and Tom can identify with this. We deal with snow. Like, Tim, you deal with it better than probably Tom and I ever would. And Tom probably handles it better than I do. The further north you go, the better are better off you are dealing with snow. Um, I go north, or you go south. It's madness. They closed roads down years ago in Atlanta when they got an inch and a half of snow. Like there was people, the state of emergency for an inch and a half of snow. Inch and a half of snow doesn't stop our trains here. You know, it's nothing. No. Yeah. Al Snow snow caused that much of a ruckus? (laughs) Yes, he showed up with head and uh, (laughs) Chester McCheeserton. And Chester McCheeserton, too, so there's that. But uh, that's a throwback for you. Chester McCheeserton, uh, that, no, I'm thinking of that Dave Hero dude who's always working out with him and used to be fat and now he's, like, built. 
But anyway, Chester, let me let you let you let me let you continue. Chester was Al's partner, at, or he was uh, the mascot of Al Snow and Steve Blackman's Head Cheese Tag Team in 2000. Oh, trivia note. Yes, trivia I, note. I know things I shouldn't, but um, he was actually nicknamed Chester the Molester because he kept trying to grab Trish Stratus during the match at WrestleMania in 16. It's a re- real shame he offed himself. I like Lenny Swing and Bark. Anyway. He just he became so numb that I don't know. In the end, it didn't even matter. Uh, yeah. You know, he just had a he had a paper cut, and uh, I guess he was crawling in his skin, and that's just what happens. But anyway. I like that one. Thank you. Um... So we get we get down into North Carolina. Traffic's a nightmare uh, because of the snow, and there's been a wreck, and there's uh, construction work right in the same area. The wreck happened in the right lane, construction work in the left lane. So you're having to weave your way around the wreck back into road work. So it's a fucking nightmare if you've ever driven in anything like that. And we, yeah. we finally get to North. It took about it's a six hour trip if you don't stop. And, of course, we had to stop, take a piss, get gas here and there, um, things of that nature. But because of the traffic, the snow, what is it, Tim? Hookers and blow. (laughs) You call it what you want. I was going to stop for hookers and blow on a road trip. Well, I didn't stop for hookers and blow. Shh, baby, I'm away. Don't give me a But we go... We get to North Carolina, we ha- we are taken through back roads because the interstate is so clogged with traffic that we can't move. And we finally get to our hotel destination, the Super 8 in Clayton, North Carolina. And there's three of us staying in the room and only two beds. So, oh, sweet. I, Listen. Uh, caught time. Hey, nah, screw it. Me and Josh shared a bed. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> On the road, lovers. Hey, we do what we got to do. Um, From caught time to cock time. Anyway. <laughs> we tied them together and we made the letter H. So, you know how it is. Excellent. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm kidding. But we go uh, then to the event yeah. at, uh, and I'm telling you what, guys, this show was asshole to elbow in there. It was packed to the nines. Our cameraman that we took with us, um, his name is Justin Butler. He is a uh, film editing guru, um, fantastic. At Tom everything Robinson, are you, are you raking gravel over there, Tom Robinson? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I decided to do that during the show. I thought it would be, uh, be good to get it done now. <laughs> oh, oh, fair enough, then. Continue with your yard work, sir. What Thanks. gravel cost a ton these days? A thousand? <laughs> actually, I was, actually, I was saving time shitting in my kitty litter. <laughs> oh, God, I can just picture that. 260-pound Tom Robinson in a little box. Shit. I wish I was but, 260. Uh, <laughs> well, but the show was it was jam-packed. There were so many people there. And, well, I mean, there was a huge card. There was eight matches on an indie card in North Carolina. 
Um, and they had a lot of a lot of names on there. The Powers of Pain were in a double Russian chain match. Um, Ricky Morton. How worked, big did I, How big do they look these days? Uh, they're huge. Warlord looks like he did in '92. That's Get out of here! He's still, he's still lifting with those giant ass arms. Dude, he's jacked. Dude is wow. ridiculous. Lifting and shooting, or just lifting? Um, I would assume just lifting. He didn't take a lot of bumps. Like he's, he looks like he's gotten down in his back a little bit, but dude is I'm still. Sure, old those guys are, but they, they've got to be getting up there. Yeah, he's still, he's still jacked pretty good. Um. It's surprising you didn't bump. He was a regular Bobby Heenan. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll use him in his heyday. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Um, so Barbarian Warlord work a double Russian chain match. Um, then uh, George South was there. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else was there. Uh, James Storm was there. Uh, Handsome bastard. Uh, he's, he's, he's a cool dude. Uh, I've always enjoyed any time I'm working with James. He's a great guy. Chase Stevens was there, the guy that beat the shit out of Grandmaster Sexy Brian Christopher. He was there. Um, what do you mean? Is that, was, is that something I didn't hear? Was that a shoot? You didn't hear about that? No, nah, I heard Brian. Yeah. I heard a while ago... Uh, there was somebody putting a GoFundMe out there for Christopher. Well, Chase Stevens, I heard, beat the shit out of him. In ring or out of ring? I heard out of ring. Tim, you want to check that for us? Yeah, so I'll have a quick look for that. Um, Tim's our go-to guy here. But um, who else was there? Um, C.W. Anderson was there. Shane Douglas was there. Uh, Ricky Morton actually teamed with Chase Stevens and worked twice. Uh, Mr. Hughes, Curtis Hughes, was in the building that night. Uh, a lot of names. Yeah, yeah, a lot of names. A lot of names. Um, everybody was cool. C.W. Anderson, Shane Douglas, and James Storm worked a three-way, yeah, three-way dance, and it was actually really good. It was a really good match. Um, I know we've got um, the local promotion I work for. We've got our 12th anniversary show coming up in April. It's ASW at the Madison Civic Center in Madison, West Virginia. They're having Henry Godwin, Virgil, Lord Zoltan. I know these are some random names here. Powers of Pain will be there for that. Um, There's uh, somebody else. Coco Beware will be there. Um, so yeah, we're, we're looking, gonna have a good, good time there, um, as well, but yeah, and, um, Zaxby's catering the show, and, uh, then you got to update on that chase. What's the update, Tim? Uh, okay, February 18th, uh, Chase Stevens in Evansville, Indiana. Arrested and charged with battery causing serious bodily injury. Uh, fractured skull, broken nose, broken orbital bone, and knocked out his teeth. <laughs> Again? When was this? Took pl- uh, um, February the 18th. Fight allegedly took place in Stevens' hotel room. 
Somebody snorted the last bit of coke. It is also of note that Clark, who the hell is Clark? That might be Chase Stevens' real name. Yeah, yeah, I think so because they, they noted here that he was a former Golden Gloves boxing champion as well. It's probably not the he was. Uh, pick, he wrestled for TNA for a cup of coffee. He wrestled. T- yeah, his name's okay, Jonathan yes, his Clark. Name is, yeah, his name is Jonathan Clark. Yeah, that's his real name. So there we go. Worked for TNA. So, was a member of the Naturals with Andy Douglas. Doesn't say what uh, what might it uh, might have brought it about, but. There's a couple of pictures here that are. <laughs> he kicked the shit out of him, all right. So not to be that guy. Not to be Brian. that guy, but Brian probably probably deserved it. <laughs> it's a possibility. Sure, but he, he he didn't break the code and like press charges or nothing, did he? Uh, didn't say anything. But that, I mean, if that only happened in February, that might still be working its way through the through the court system. Yet we're only what March 25th. That's only a month a month ago, five weeks ago. So yeah, I knew it wasn't long ago. If it happened in Indiana, who knows if those guys are on the road and all that? It, it might take a while before that all gets dealt you with. You know, we had a we had a run in with uh, Brian Christopher down here. He did a show and he was. Uh, he was something else to deal with. Uh, he definitely is a wild animal in terms of I've, like. I've read a thing or two about him that he is uh, not. Uh, he certainly won't let you forget whose son he is. I'm sure. Well, that can be a problem when you when you think that you are entitled to the accolades and attention that your father is entitled to. Or may have earned, as of where you haven't. And you know the thing oh, is, well, that spoiled he's rich a great boy. worker. He's a great worker. I'll uh, I'll comment on that after I, I'm switching to my landline, so I, I'm going to jump off. Um, if you guys move on to another topic, remind me to go back to Brian Christopher. Okay, I'm just when you phone in, I'll just add you in. So as soon as you hear us talking, okay. you know you're on. Alrighty, right on. Call. I'll call you in like uh, two minutes. All right. Talk to you then. Moving on. But, yeah, we had uh, – I'll wait till TR comes back before we talk about what Christopher did. But, yeah, we had a lot of uh, a lot of guys down there. Called some called eight matches. Uh, did some, some interviews. Uh, just went – just went out and got uh, – Did you some, acquire uh, any swag? Actually, no, I didn't. How do not you any. go to a wrestling show and not get okay, not buying any I guess, but how do you not acquire some? It's not that bad, man. Well, most everybody's selling stuff and uh Yeah, you were it, you were just there to watch? No, I was working. Okay, well that's what I thought. Man, you should I could think somebody would have handed you something, even from the promotion, for God's sake. I mean, we got paid, that although was enough got, for me. Although you got paid although you got paid, so I guess you can't really <laughs> complain too loudly about that. <laughs> No, nah, man. Yeah, I made more. I made a pretty, pretty nice little chunk of change. I'm not gonna divulge what I made. No, no need to. Yeah, Anybody wants to know what they get paid for doing that job, they should go do that job. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this: it's uh, it's enough money to where I'm paying. There's, a, I got a bill due this week that's getting paid because of it. So, and then, uh, of course, they won't get paid as much as you did because you're Ned Bush. Well, I'll I'll tell you this: between me and the, if we encompass all production that gets paid, um, it's three guys, and the way we get paid, we. We make more than the guys, probably some of the uh, indie guys taking bumps. Pretty right up there. Yeah, I thought you were like up in the JR money. <laughs> Not quite. We we haven't raised our. Uh, oh, I don't know. Pro- I don't think I don't know what JR is getting paid these days. It seemed to be his life kind of came to a grinding halt, except for internet wars with certain other podcasts who shall not be named here. Yeah, we may dive into that a little later too. You know what um, I mean? We'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about. Well, that. I, I yeah, because I I, I don't want to. I won't go into any great detail without Tom here. But no, I absolutely not. I was contacted by someone from that, uh, not that regime, but someone who has been. No, I, I wouldn't. You know, that doesn't work for them or anything like that. But has been mm-hmm. there from the, the get go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's just say I learned a, I learned a thing or two that I I did not know. Will I this be was. something that will this be something we can talk about on air? Oh yeah, I I think it's pretty much a. I mean, it's not anything. I don't think that we already didn't surmise or anything like that. But it's nice to have it confirmed from somewhere else. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to what you. Uh, yeah, and I won't I won't give names or any of that. I won't throw anyone under the bus, and I won't throw. No, absolutely under the bus not. So that we would never we would never to. ask you to. No, I, I don't think it would be necessary to. Anyway, I, I've known this guy. I mean, I mean, take it for what it's worth, right? This, you know, I don't know this man personally, but I've talked to him on there since however long it's been two and a half years or three years or whatever it's been since they started up over there. Yeah. And yeah, he he uh, he brought up a few things that had been, that he saw that others had said okay. in the forum and on the page and things of that nature. So it was nice to see that you know. Okay. Then, well, yeah, that's what I said. I'll save that. I'll save that for Tom when we get to that point. But okay. it was But uh, I, I'll go ahead and finish up my because uh, I really don't have much left. Uh, Basically, went got some cookout. I don't know if you ever had. You always have cookout in Canada. No, but I uh, no, but I saw the photos. Oh my god! Saw you guys with your, with your glasses and your your cookout talk, making me all envious up here. Oh man, so good, so good, dude. Uh, had um, how, how close were you to uh, Chapel Hill? By the way, drove through it. You throw drove a fucking it. rock at those bastards. No, I just heard the tears. Uh, and well, you can hear them then, now. You uh, can hear them now. <laughs> I can hear them in Durham too right now. So yeah, uh, there was. Oh right, yeah, Chapel Hill. I'm getting uh, Cameron Fieldhouse. So he's throwing a rock at that for me. <laughs> Lots of tears on Tobacco Road tonight, but uh, yeah, we drove right through it. Drove through Raleigh. Got to go through Greensboro. Um, it's always good to see you. Always good to see the Greensboro Coliseum when you drive through. Still, uh, still hanging on, eh? Well, here's the thing. Back in November, I actually attended a show at the Greensboro Coliseum. 
Um, I thought there was much talk about it being demolished. It's still there. Hmm. WWE. Well, um, and that place should never be taken down. They they never should have let. I mean, that's another building that should become a historic <laughs> site or whatever they do down there. Yeah. Good Lord, WWE about ran, history. WWE ran Starcade there this past November. They did like a house show. Maybe they I called it Stark. Do you I remember might be that? getting that confused with something else. Yes, but I, I must. I think I'm getting that might confused with the Louisville Coliseum. They did one at the Garden, there's Louisville one. Gardens. They haven't yeah, done a show one, there in years. One of the infamous ones is scheduled for, or there's is, they don't use anymore. That's the Gardens. The Gardens doesn't get used anymore. Um, that might be what I'm thinking of. But WWE did the show in Greensboro, and they did Starcade, and they had uh, Natalia versus Charlotte for the women's title in a cage. They did. Uh, it was the good name of Starcade. It was actually a good show. I actually really enjoyed the show. Yeah, uh, they did much, AJ. You are much more in touch with the. Uh, I guess probably because you're indie of your indie work and that sort of thing. You're much more in touch with the current um, product than I am. I find well, most I'll be honest. The WWE, kept, anyway, annoys me. I don't keep up days. with WWE as much as I used to. Like, it used to be every Monday night, don't ask me. Actually, when TR gets back on here, remind me. I'm going to tell you a quick story about how deep my love for pro wrestling ran at one point in my life. Um, how deep is your love for pro wrestling? But, um, yeah, we... Uh, we traveled through Greensboro, through Winston-Salem, and uh, made it home this evening in time to watch the uh, the end of the first half and the second half of the Duke-Kansas uh, game. And it was. It was a very good game. I enjoyed it. Game, um, I, I saw some, there was some whining here going on after the fact here, but we'll maybe discuss that too when Tom gets Isn't there always some whining? Oh, uh, but Okay, but if there's one franchise in the world that cannot squawk about decisions going their way, it's got to be Duke. Oh, for sure. Come on. What, were they mad I mean, Grace and Allen didn't get a hip check or uh, a body No, but they, they insist that there was, uh, uh, I think it was one char- uh, one blocking or one charge that was called and one when the ball went out of bounds. Yeah, the call and gave, on... and gave it back to uh, – Kansas, they were all wild about that, and there was no way that that call was right. And I'm like, I'll tell you this. I looked at it; looked looked pretty right to me. I'll tell you this: the charging, the blocking call. His right foot was moving somewhat. It was quite. It was close. If they would have called it so bad that if they would have called it a charge, if they would have called it a charge, I wouldn't have argued. No, nobody would have said a word. But it wasn't so god awful that it was like, oh my god, how could they? Yeah. I mean, what did they say? Uh, that was only Duke's fifth foul of the half. Yeah, I mean, Duke point. only. So yeah, Duke, they were they were getting shafted by the refs. I don't think so. Yeah, it's not like the uh, the West Virginia fans who West Virginia was in the double bonus before the halfway point. You know, in their game with Villanova, and I, well, I mean, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the refs at all. So they get a certain amount of calls and non-calls by reputation, and that is how it works to some yeah, degree. It they're is. Duke. They are. You know, Duke doesn't. You know, when there's a benefit to be given, I mean, and especially at home with the crowd and all the rest, they get it. But uh, 
Oh, here we go. Mr. Robinson is returned. Yep. Sorry, T.R. Missed you there, dude. I heard a little bit about charge, and I didn't know what you were talking about. I guess it was that North Car or uh, Kansas Duke, Duke game. game. Yeah, it was. We yeah. were just mentioning that the Duke fan base was is up in arms that they got shafted by the refereeing, and uh, we were just discussing that that really, while it was Boo, a marginal call, it wasn't a horrible call, and it certainly didn't decide the game or anything. So they got that game went to overtime. By, that game went to overtime. That fucking dude Newman. The dude Newman just forgot who he was and turned into Donovan Mitchell all of a sudden. He really did. <laughs> well, and they didn't. Here's the uh, thing. That game went to overtime. There were no controversial calls in overtime. You had the chance to win the game. Kansas didn't have Aquabuizi on the on the court. Or as a bookie, excuse me. As a bookie. They didn't have him on the court. And I just call him you Great Kabuki. <laughs> Got fucking Nate Bush popping like crazy tonight. That's good. That's good. By the way, Tr uh, Brian Christopher, what did you want to tell us? I wanted to remind yes. you of that. But, but let's wrap oh, yeah, up first. <coughs> I have a history, but I also have like a Doctor Philish comment before I say it. Um, Mr. Lawler, uh, Jerry, that would be the king, as we all know him. Uh, wasn't the greatest father to both Kevin or Brian. Uh, that That's doesn't that doesn't make an excuse. I believe they were mothered by his second wife Paula, mm-hmm. and um, doesn't make an excuse to act like an idiot. But certainly doesn't help your mental frame of mind when your dad is the king of the city you live in when Elvis passed away and rivaling him during and uh you're kind of not even speaking to that man who everybody else gets to worship so that had to be a little bit of uh psychological damage um growing up he got in the business he was too small did steroids right away that was obvious um so that's my defense i hung out with kevin a lot too when he lived up here with eddie gilbert and doug gilbert but um, <clears throat> more stories for another time, but my run-in with Brian, I already knew Jerry, and I figured I didn't know of Brian's reputation. Brian, it was the second show in Minnesota in 93, and I was with Candido uh, against Brian Christopher, and we went over to match, and I've, I've said this story before on 605. Brian Christopher in 1993 was cocky. I mean... If he's still cocky in 2018, he, he was all, he was already cocky in 93 when he really didn't have any reason to be. But um, <clears throat> chewing gum, when you go through the match in the back, you know it's you separate yourself, and then you you know the, the, whoever will give you the finish, the promoter, and then uh, you let the ref in on it and whatever if he has to do something. But it's usually just the wrestlers, and I happen to be a manager taking some bumps and shit, so I was there too. And it was Candido and I standing next to each other and Christopher standing facing us and chewing gum, looking right through the middle of both of our heads, not in either of our eyes, or seemed to be bored. And Candido was creative with uh, matches. He'd be like, okay, we'll do this and blah, 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 and then this spot, that spot, and then ref bump, my my manager will come up and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Didn't say a word. 
hell happened there? Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry, I thought something came crashing out. Um, so he's chewing gum looking straight through us, not at us. And then as soon as Candido gets done this whole 10-minute spiel, it's less than that, but it seemed like 10 minutes, he goes, keeps chewing his gum and says, all right, this is what we're going to do. I totally blew off everything Candido said, like he didn't even listen to a word. And uh, Candido got kind of hot. And, uh, you know, um, there wasn't, like, super heat or nothing, but it was the first time they worked. They ended up working together in WWE and probably ended up whatever. But um, at that juncture, Candido said, and I, I wasn't the 285-pound buxom killer that you uh, – no, right now I was, you know, scrawny T.R. Shock in '93, just coming off all kinds of crazy, sexually transmitted and God, you know, uh, what do they call it when you fuck animals? Bestiality. Yeah, that's it. Bestiality-related illnesses. I don't know what was going on with me, but I got sick and then I got better, but I was still scrawny. That's where I was going. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, Candido, when we walked away, we kind of uh, agreed on whatever we were going to do. He goes, you know, I'm going to throw him outside, put him on a table, and slap the shit out of him. I mean, slap him. And I go, "Uh, are you going to fucking come to my aid? And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking kill that guy. So I slapped the shit out of him when he was on the table. And then afterward, everything was cool. I guess uh, Candido threw him around a little bit with that crazy-ass strength he used to have. And, uh... He respected us afterward, and he was nice afterward. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he needs an ass kicking once in a while to get learn respect. I don't know. Well, that's it. I got a Brian Christopher story. Uh, I can actually contribute to the conversation for once. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the the show that was mentioned on Cornette's podcast, where Cornette was in one corner. Idol was in the other corner, and Idol was managing uh, the Rock and Roll Express, and Cornette had a team, and he was managing uh, Mass Superstar, and um, yes, yes, I remember Brian Christopher. Yeah, yeah. well, that was at um, local ASW show in Madison, West Virginia. Um, I actually did commentary on that match, and we filmed that match, and we have that match. Um, I think I actually sent it to you, Tom. A while back, I don't know if you got to watch it, but I did send it to you. I believe I'll have to search. It might be in our messages, but anyway, nonetheless. Um, so Brian shows up late, obviously, and he comes through the door. And from what we're hearing, he's raising a fuss about Idol, and he's saying he's going to go upstairs and sh- and fuck with Idol and mess him up and this is a shoot and you know he fucked over my dad he's fucked my family I'm going to go upstairs and take care of business now and the whole place is like up in arms about this like now what are you trying to start don't do this yada 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 and he says no bro I'm doing this he's chewing the gum you know how it is Um, so then he shows up and he actually, and then he then he swears up and down once it gets to the promoter, 
he swears up and down he was just kidding. He didn't mean it. He he was going to go do his thing. He was working the boys and shit like that. And I'm just like, all right, you know. And nothing nothing came of it. Also, um, Bobby Blaze was at this show too, by the way. That dude's a, that dude's a blast. I love Bobby. Um, he comes downstairs, and he's trying to get these uh, bandanas open to sell his gimmicks. And he's fucking with the thing. He's fucking with the plastic and all that shit. So he bites it to tear it open. He takes a bite into it and pulls his two top teeth out. They come out. Now, I don't know. He swears up and down that that's, you know, that that's never happened. But it seems like he loses teeth everywhere he goes. Uh, that's the story. <clears throat> What's up? Sorry. But he loses his two teeth, and they incorporate it into the match and all that. And then that night, he's staying at a hotel, and he talks to two people, to this local people, and taking him to get a bottle of liquor or go to the strip, and they go to a strip club. And from what I heard, um, he purchased a not-so-legal substance from a complete and total stranger on the street in downtown, uh, I won't mention the city, in a downtown West Virginia city, right out in the open, didn't know the guy, just looked at him and said, hey, do you got this? And the dude did, and he bought it off of him. And was heavily drunk. And Tony Atlas was at that show, too. I remember that. Tony Atlas was there. He wasn't Anybody the got a cellophone? Anybody <laughs> got a cellophone? Tony's laugh was so loud, it was almost embarrassing how loud the dude laughed. And I didn't realize that that laugh was real. But uh, nevertheless, Brian, um, yeah, Brian was just a total embarrassment to be around. He acted like an ass. Just want, you know, it's just like he's still living that, living that party boy, frat boy gimmick. Hard to give it up, I suppose. But yeah, that that's my Brian Christopher story. And the next night, the next night he worked a show, and they told him to go like seven or eight minutes. He worked a ten second match, roll up, left. So yeah. Amateur psychologist, I'd say he needs a little daddy love and a little intervention and to, to stop her. He's going to be uh, like, it's not fashionable. Any, it's, yeah, but he, I mean, he's been taking them and that might not be, you know, might not be that, might anymore. Be, True enough. that might be like his way of, of what he, he trans, uh, what's the word, transfers an ass kicking into at least somebody loves him enough to pay attention to him. But it seems like he's deeply psychologically uh, scarred and obviously an addict. So uh, I I would hope, I, I, from what I remember, there was some good in the guy. So I would hope that he would take advantage of that WWE lifetime philosophy of going to rehab before it's too late. It's not fashionable to overdose anymore in the business, and he's only about 42-ish, I would imagine. 43. Yeah, I'm not sure how mm. old he is. Something like that. He's been around for a while, but he can't be... Yeah, he can't be much more than that. If he if he's older than that, it can't be by very much. Scotty too hotty and Brian too teethy. 
Mr. Christopher. Uh, well, he's a, he is 46 years old. Yeah. That's so a little old, too, old enough too to quit, old. Old enough to quit acting like a jag-off anyway, yep. Yeah. Time to, time to get your shit together. At least somewhat, anyway. Yeah, for so sure. Ah, so, so we talk about NBA on this uh, flagship show, and the, the network is named Wide Men Can't Jump for our new listeners that might have bought my promos on, uh, while I was driving about 20 minutes ago to tune in. So have have you guys covered since I've been in and out? Uh, I know you just talked a little bit about Kansas and Duke. Uh, have you covered the Final Four today or anything else? We have not. Really. Well, uh, <clears throat> we can start with Game One with uh, the Villanova Wildcats. Jay Wright's very disciplined team. Um, Texas Tech was in it for a while. Uh, as I noted on Twitter, when they showed Jalen Brunson's mom with the big old <clears throat> black titties, I liked them. <laughs> and uh, I, I her, her her husband and Jalen's father is a tough ex-Temple player, Rick Brunson, who played in the NBA. So uh, I guess I just got a love from afar, but... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean uh, that's that's the kind of takes you get here uh, on on my end of, of the show. Nothing to do with the action on the floor, but the action in the stands, baby. Mrs. Brunson, come home to Papa. <laughs> yeah, really, Mrs. Brunson. She looked like she was holding Brunson's hand all right in that one. After I get a hold of that, she'll call me a Brunson burger or Brunson burner. Fuck, I screwed up my own joke. <laughs> Black that was a biology joke. Oh, I Villanova. got the joke, sir. I got it. Um, no, yeah, no, but, uh, I, I, I didn't find that game very entertaining. Was it just me, or was it kind of a snore fest? I don't think it was a snore fest. I mean, I could see from your perspective, but, uh, you know, I see them all the time because they're on locally if they're not on nationally. And it's kind of well, the Jay Wright way when they win. My uh, thing was is that the, did anybody on either of those two teams know how to shoot? Uh, not for God, a while. The, sh- the shooting was god-awful in that game. They needed Dante Vincenzo Abdul to uh, I mean, whatever uh, the fuck his name is. DiVincenzo Abdul. I, I swear I he's half black with jumping over the fucking... Uh, rim like that I mean, and coming in with slam dunk. Nine of uh, two, both teams combined nine of 44 from three point and a, and a mm. whopping and a whopping 39 of 117. So right around 30% from the floor. That's god awful. It's got awful. There was 117 shots and that little points too. But yeah. I mean, it, one I mean, uh, one goes with the other. But Nova was they couldn't miss against West Virginia. Hot. I'll tell you that they were red hot from the free throw line though. They were they were 82 percent from from free throw distance. Mind you, uh, Texas Tech didn't get very many free throws, but uh, 14 of 18 See, for Villanova was 29 of 35 from the stripe. See for those dumbbells. 
that don't listen to uh, us guys, we've been saying since our, uh, what do they call our test episode, the value of guys like Marcus Smart and TJ McConnell who do the little things like make free throws, play defense, rebound, be important. et cetera. Well, I'll tell you. And, I'll, uh, I'll give you this. Finish up, and then I'll throw my nickel. No, I'm finished. I'm finished. I was just going to. I yeah. watched today. Now, I'm not too big on the uh, coaches because I just don't, I don't follow it as closely as you guys do. But I know who, I believe it was the Kentucky coach. Was this what? John Calipari? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They they interviewed him, I believe it was after Kentucky lost. And he, he said something that you guys have been preaching. Not quite in the same words, but the idea was the same. He said, what what do you require to win at the college level? Do you require four bodies and a superstar? Three bodies and, a, and two superstars? Or do you require five basketball players? Uh, he, that's what he said? Which his statement. That, no, that's what uh, he, st- he said. That was the reason we lost. He said, we've got a bunch of gotcha. kids out here that are probably going to turn into superstars, but they did not want to do the little things, the the, the stuff that doesn't maybe make the score sheet or that other people don't notice unless you play the game. They didn't want to do those things. They wanted to be superstars, and that doesn't get it done. That's if uh, you ask Calipari that behind closed doors, he just, they just said, what did you need? Why did you lose this year? What did you need to make it happen? He'd probably said another 125 grand. Probably could have got a it. Better, a, a better, a better seed because we got to such a crappy seed. We always get the crappy seed. Crappy seed. They had the. They, what was it? They had the. They had the five. They had the easiest. As it turned out, they should have steamrolled right into the four. There was no they had no the, reason for them uh-huh, not to. They had the five seed. The one seed lost to the sixteen. The two seed lost to the seven. The three seed. Who was the three seed? Lost to Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee yes. lost their second game to uh, Arizona. They, they had no reason not to walk. Leola, right to the Arizona final. lost their first game to Buffalo. Yeah, they didn't have anybody that should have beat them. Nobody. Kentucky was the highest seed from that region to go to the Sweet 16. I just thought it was yeah. interesting. Usually you don't. Usually you don't hear coaches say stuff like that, though. Usually they're all full of platitudes about their team and, you know, well, next year, you know, we get a regroup and we lost our focus or some bullshit like that. Not very often that he says, well, our guys are more interested in um, going to the NBA than they are in winning. Yeah, yeah, being honest. Well, um, they, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say <clears throat> to their credit, but I'll say to their credit in the, in the context of, they couldn't put it together, all those star freshmen, for the whole fucking year. They barely, you know, won enough games to get in there. Then they finally started to look a little bit like a team and won their conference tournament and won a couple games. But oh, it was just on. a little too PR. little, a little too late. It's the SEC, for God's sake. They still sucked. They were losing. The the SEC tournament. You can't You can't give them credit for winning that. It's like being the prettiest guy in prison. It's like I I never get that reference because uh, 
I wouldn't want to be the prettiest guy. Exactly. Who would want to win the SEC tournament? Who do they have? Me. Hey. Well, better not win Tennessee. Tennessee exited um, second round. Auburn. If I'm not mistaken, they exited second round. Kentucky. Auburn was they allegedly good. Allegedly. They ran well, into Clemson. Clemson, yeah, think- Clemson beat Clemson beat the piss out of Auburn. It wasn't even close. They beat Auburn to death. Auburn was, supposedly, Auburn was the second best team in the tournament from that conference based on seeding alone. And Auburn beat the got the piss knocked out of Florida lost in the second round as well. The SEC had all these highly touted teams and they did shit. Because the SEC is a garbage basketball conference. Florida State not from that conference? Nah, ACC. not enough. Florida's in there, uh, Florida State isn't. And Missouri, is, is Missouri an SEC school? Because they got hey. bounced in the first round. Uh, Alabama? Sure. Alabama beat Virginia Tech and then got steamrolled. Well, they played that Villanova squad, so. Well, um, clearly, but, you know. All I know is this year you really saw that there was a the gap that seemed to exist between the so-called, I don't know what they call them, the, the, the Power 25 or whatever, the Top 25. Whatever the Power you Five. Wanna, yeah, or whatever you want to call them. That gap, barring really, well, it, it still maybe exists a little bit, but it certainly tightened up this year because there's a lot of smaller schools, a lot of teams that nobody gave any hope of even winning a game that <laughs> – I mean, throw Loyola, even throw them out of the mix. Still had a lot of uh, 10s and 13s and 8 and 9s who usually don't get that far. Getting a lot further than anybody thought they were going to get. So either well, on, on, the seating. On, on, on Loyola, I, I, I want them to get, well, they're playing Michigan, so they might even sneak by that, but, but I can't wait till they get fucking Pounded like uh, Stormy Daniels in a gangbang scene in the national championship, or and, Stormy and a look of, and a look of horror. Uh, look of their horror luck is, uh, has run out. I think. I just want them to get pounded so bad, and the look of horror on it. I mean, they run. really. I mean, who did they actually? Well, I mean, that story is what it is. I mean. If you choose to believe that or you don't, I suppose either way. But ninety-eight-year-old nun probably beat me at one point in her life at Sacred Heart ball games. But um, I mean, who have they? I mean, short of well, and even and even beating Virginia. I mean, as it turned out, Virginia actually really wasn't all that good. I mean, and after that, who have they really beat? Uh, well, no, they didn't play they Virginia. Didn't beat Virginia. That was, Virginia, that, was uh, that was UMBC who played Virginia. Who did Lo- Who did Loyola beat? They beat Miami. Uh, Miami. Okay, the Tennessee, which I don't know enough about Tennessee to know. I mean, and then Nevada, and then Kansas State. Well, I mean, okay, not horrible teams, but we're not, you know, not traditional powerhouses or anything either. So how Kansas could I? Kansas State beat Kentucky. Kentucky was supposed to be the favorite in heading into the Sweet 16. Kansas State beat them, and Loyola had no issue with Kansas State. 
See, and I don't think Kentucky was anywhere near as good as anybody thought they were. There were seven SEC, seven SEC schools in the tournament this year. One made it to the Sweet 16, zero to the Elite Eight. I think I think you're uh, granted. I'll, I'll, I'll concede the point that it was a bad year for that conference, but I don't think it's a bad conference. But <clears throat> compared to the ACC, the... compared to the ACC and the Big Twelve, they're clearly run third mm. for basketball. Now in football, they're probably the best, but for sure. basketball, they're really top heavy. They're Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee was good this year in the season. They weren't good in the tournament. And their Florida's usually all right. Florida hasn't been the same since they lost that squad that had Al, Al Horford, Yoakim Noah, Corey Brewer, and that, that bunch. Um, they're and really Billy Donovan. Heavy. Yeah, you lose Billy Donovan, you've lost your program. But like I said, they're top heavy. Um, they're top heavy in football, if you ask me. Um, yeah, that's just an opinion. If you, want to, if you want to get into that, we'll do that another time. But, yeah, the SEC is always touted we'll as, a great, as this we'll great conference. But they normally well, only get two or three teams that are worth a damn. They, Everybody they else, brought up, shit. They, they, the, whole, the whole discussion here was brought up by Tim mentioning a Calipari interview, which <laughs> I, I concur that he was being honest. I don't think he was being shady. Those, were, those guys all had money on the mind. And uh, they do, you know, they but, do. but that's why but, you go uh, there. A, but a lot of them uh, are not really uh, all that coming out this year. Really, like none of them knocks maybe. But I mean, uh, well, yeah, I don't even know if he prospect. necessarily meant that they were literally going to declare, but that in no, he did. Mind, they will in their own minds. They think they're good enough to declare because they're all that in the bag of chips and. As we say up here, when they're not. There's not one single player that's a senior or that has thus far declared for the draft that I'm seeing that I'm going, man, I really need to get him for my NBA team. It's not there. This is going to be a really down year for the NBA draft, my opinion. I haven't, I haven't oh, come seen on. You don't so want far. Jason Allen on your team? Got it. Well, I have a second. As I say that tongue in cheek. If I needed somebody to come in and lay the hands to somebody and just get, uh, if I need a white guy to beat the shit out of somebody, I'll call Bill Lambeer. Yeah, at least he's he actually intimidating. Fight. At least yeah, Bill Lambeer will actually he... fight somebody. Grayson Allen will just trip you, untie your shoe, and you, oh, no. you know my my fiance looked at him my, and. Autumn Autumn doesn't follow sports. Uh, she doesn't really follow basketball. She'll follow NFL pretty close, but she doesn't follow um, basketball. This is the first Duke game she's watched all year. She was watching it with me, and she saw Grayson Allen, and she said, and this, these are her words, not mine. She says, that dude looks like the most spoiled kid that you would ever meet just to see him, and he looks like he is about to throw the biggest fit because he didn't make that game-winning shot. He looks like he's about That's to funny, you pitch know, a fit. Because my old lady said he looks like a pixie. And a rich <laughs> kid who you're not sure if he's just spoiled rotten or maybe that he's not quite right in the head. And and she also said he looks like the kind of guy that 
if you went to school with him, you would just avoid because his parents are filthy rich and he's just spoiled and gets you whatever he wants. Well, I did university. I, I did tweet this week, which I'll repeat because not all the listeners are on my Twitter, that I noticed the game before today <clears throat> when he would uh, when they had a close moment and you know somebody was going to free throw line or something. He'd be like, come on, guys, being the senior gathering, like, the troops with Wendell Carter and Trent Jr. and Duvall Bagley. and uh, Bagley. And you could see Bagley, who's literally five grades under him because he's supposed to be in 12th grade this year, had no respect for him. Like, like they get along on the floor, I'm sure, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you could see him just like, yeah, like in one ear and out the other and looking kind of like away from him. Like, I don't know. He's, I, don't, I don't get the impression he's well-liked on the team either. But uh, and he, 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 my, uh, to finish, I have a 17-year-old nephew, my sister's son, Zach, who, you know, he's growing up now. But, like, two years ago when Grayson Allen was on national TV, he was, like, 15, and he looked just like him. And I'm like, this, he looks like my nephew. How the <laughs> fuck is this guy playing for Duke? But anyway, yeah. that's enough. He's got to be rich. We looked up after all that talk about, um, you know, they're kind of known as kind of a, an elitist school. I looked up what it costs for a year of schooling at uh, Duke University. What do you think a tuition costs there for a year? A shitload. Nate would know better than me, though. Well, it ain't cheap, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know it is. Hold on. $53,000. Is that just today. tuition? That's just, just tuition. tuition. Holy if you, if shit! If you want to live on camp, if you want to live on campus and the other associated fees. Wait, 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 wait. Question: In-state or out-of-state tuition? It didn't say. Hold on. I'm just wondering. That might be out-of-state tuition, which would still. Well, it was crazy. on their. Well, it was on their page. It was off their right off their admissions. Okay. Well, yeah, normally there like is there a discount. A... Normally there is a discount. Okay, but even if there's a oh, discount. Oh, okay. Here is uh, I mean, tuition and fees at Duke are forty nine thousand two forty one. <laughs> okay, so fifty And if you get, and this is all in state again with room board and other fees combined, cost of attendance is sixty six thousand dollars a year. So I mean, you do four years at Duke University. That's a quarter of a million dollars. You know, I thought that my pharmacy school tuition was a little high. Shit, that's that's just absurd. That's for an undergrad degree. And then you, then to, t- to take that a step further is somebody gave you a four-year scholarship to go there, like for the for the for the basketball players anyway. What? Yeah. Why in God's name would you not finish those four years? Unless you're not uh, academically capable. That makes no sense. Well, why, yeah, I mean, why would you take that and throw it away? Finish your play. If you're that good, play and finish and go to the NBA anyway and make your money. But why would you pass up an a a opportunity to go to a school that obviously most of the free world couldn't go to even if they wanted to? Different situations, uh too long of a topic for for this wrap up. Maybe if you're, well, yeah, there's probably some reasons, but it just strikes me as, you know, 
I sit here and think I would have killed to have had that opportunity like that if somebody would have offered to pay. Hell, I'd have been happy to go to the local college in my hometown if somebody would have paid for it. And I got to yeah. play sports on top of it. Yeah, really. Yeah. But like you said, really? uh, moving, moving on. Uh, However, I will say this. Grayson Allen, he grew up an only child. So there could be another, that could throw another little monkey wrench into your... uh, Yeah, that could be a lot of reasons for a lot of He did have a semi-adopted brother that lived with him. But uh, basically they took in... Disappeared on a family vacation one year? No, no, he's still there. He's still there. Uh, (laughs) I was actually looking here. I wanted to see, like... How much I was hoping to find out how if his parents had a lot of money, basically, and that may sound mean, but we're trying to dive into this guy and figure it, figure him out. And but him being an only child, that, that says, that says quite a bit, as far as I'm concerned. That says a lot. You know, he did he did hit a three when it meant nothing, or maybe it was a two. It was a long jumper at the end, just yeah. to pad a step, but. It, had he not, his last two open looks from three that meant a lot were fucking clunkers. There was no, like, hand in his face. Okay, why so that why at the end of that game, to get back to basketball, why at the end of that game was when they had two timeouts left, why was he taking that shot? Why was that the plan, or was it? He uh, it's anything. hard to tell. I mean, Krzyzewski might have said he's the senior uh, I have I have faith in him as a, more of a uh, faith in a young man. To Shashevsky's like fucking nice guy, proper and prim. Sometimes you know at his own uh, expense. Uh, the obvious guy that should have had the ball shooting was Trent Jr., who was like sticking anything that came his way from like half court and whatnot. But um, I'd imagine. Uh, you know, he wanted the senior, the the cool, calm, collected four-year guy to have the ball in his hands, and uh, he had an open look, and then he got it again and had a second open look and clanked them both. So, Christian, see you later, Grayson. It's it's going to be an interesting discussion whether he uh, uh, is a first rounder in the pros or whatever. Uh, Two, deceptively, he's got a, a decent body he's thickened up over the four years you can't tell by that little homo face i gotta stop with the slurs um but that little because people don't get that i don't mean it that way but he's got that little pussy face Um, yeah sure that's it that's that's the way to do it (laughs) but it's not a slur it can't be taken as a slur unless all of a sudden i got a protest of a bunch of vaginas that are offended uh, the philadelphia uber drivers for pussy will be my cat my cat is offended sir my cat is offended (laughs) and would like you to retract that statement Uh, (laughs) it shall only be referred to as a cat not a pussy feline in a in a in a a pinch will do (laughs) i never would have guessed he was i never would have guessed he was six foot five and, and 205 pounds i didn't think he was that big a guy Looked a little thicker than that today, too. He might be up to, like, 215. Well, that's just what they're they're pushing him as. Here's my issue with him. He's going to be 23 years old when the NBA season starts. 
that magic number that we talk about on the show is 24 of figuring out your role in the NBA. Grayson Allen isn't or Keeper that Sutherland's guy. role of a lifetime. Yes, well, as Jack Bauer. Yeah, Grayson he, he Allen. He's not going to be able to figure his way in the NBA by 24. He's old. I don't think he's going to have a lot of success. And he won't be the hero. Regardless, and he's of not going to. And he's is, not good enough. He's not role. good enough to. Yeah. He's not good enough to come in and make immediate impact. A 23 year old role player who may sit on the end of the bench. Well, you know, there's 60, 60 players to be drafted, and there's the Popoviches of the world that like like taking weird people like him. I, I just, as of right this day and a day right now and date and time, you know, I don't see him uh, sniffing the lottery or maybe even sniffing the first round. But no, I don't know. We'll talk about that I don't know why you'd want him. But there's always somebody, like you said, looking for a project or because he is a, well, got some – uh, name recognition, and he's not horrible, but I mean, I'd take a chance on him in the second say. round. I'd take a chance on him in the second round. I don't, I don't waste a first round pick <laughs> with him, not at all. Too much controversy, too much unwanted attention, too much blah for not enough payment. You know what I mean? Not so enough on payoff. That, on that note, how many more years does Duke let uh, before they finally boot Shashevsky out of there, or does he have to die on the court? He dies. Uh, he, he's, he never gets booted, but uh, he's royalty. It's, it's his. It's his choice. But, but okay, uh, let me rephrase that question. Should he be? Should they be thinking about getting rid of him? No way. No, I don't think so. He, he next year he because of his nature um, and his. his or is he just respect. so such a name that even if they never, I mean they win a little bit, but let's be honest, they don't win anywhere near as much as they should. Uh, his his respect level. He he, he and Bayheim coached the international, the pros, the the you know. Well, they're not pros anymore, are they? I don't know what the fuck they are anymore. But he's got so much respect in the sport of basketball and at the university that they'd have to find some crazy dirt because they, he's already got the top three high school uh, ranked by you know Joe Blow ESPN signed <laughs> next year. Um, Joe Lenardi, you mean? <laughs> uh, you know, whoever the fuck ranks them. You know, it should be wide men can't the jump. McDonald's we'll All-American. We'll take that over. Well, I'll tell yeah, you this, we'll, Tim. We'll Here, here's, over, my, here's my um, take on, on Krzyzewski. Um He's basically the Joe Paterno of NCAA. They would have to be a Jerry Sandusky in his closet in order to fire him. Um, Coach K is He's a fantastic coach R. Kelly might uh, be in his closet And <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Oh well done Maybe Christian Leitner's in there who knows um, Sexy lady Drive me crazy <laughs> But uh, Coach K Is one of those guys That um you know, they're a little bit of a roll tonight away from going to the Final Four. He made it farther than North Carolina. He made okay, it farther but, than but West Virginia. I will, he beat there. I agree. Farther than Tom Izzo. Farther than Tony but, Bennett. But considering that that guy, that they continuously, as you just mentioned, 
sign the top two or three players every freaking year, shouldn't they win more than they do? Well, if you want to put it that way, shouldn't, shouldn't John shouldn't Calipari be going to the Final Four every year? Since you put it that way, shouldn't John Calipari have been fired the year that uh, Kentucky went to the NIT? Possibly. If, if that I was mean, professional sports, he probably would have been. I mean, I know necessarily. The, the fact that it's college. The fact that it's college does cut you a certain amount of slack. Because it's not all about, it's not all about the win in there. It's about recruiting and alumni. You know, and, and if other, he would have uh, if he if he would have had a fancy slogan for losing that year, you know, he probably would have got a raise. Kind of like Philly. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we know there. <laughs> we know there are college football programs where if you lose to the the state rival, that's almost as good as you know. You you could get fired for that easily. Nick Saban Michigan lost to is, Auburn. Michigan is a place where you know you better beat uh, Ohio State, and you better give Michigan State a run for their money because if you don't, the alumni is PO'd and that can get you hoofed out of there. For, well, you got to remember though. You got to remember though. When it comes to too, but when you go to college basketball, it's. Coach K is like he's the winningest coach of all time, and if you fire Coach K, who are you bringing in? Who replaces that? Well, that's true. Like, that's, uh, that's I'm just saying that somebody had brought it up on a sports show that that they were wondering if the game had maybe was slowly starting to catch up to him. Well, well, he, let, he can, let, let me throw one more know. thing at you. Let me throw one more thing at you. If Coach Shishesky he gets these guys out of high school, the recruits. Now, first off, they're ranked, and you go recruit them based on what you need and what you're looking for. And a lot of times, Duke, Kentucky, programs like that, they're having to recruit a new starting, almost a new starting four or five every season. Coach K is recruiting these players they're going to the league, most of them making an impact. Um, yeah, they haven't won a, a championship in a, in a couple of years, but they're always in discussion. They're always ranked high. They're always there. And if you look at the rankings of high school players coming out, they always change based on the college game and how they play. Like, if we took high school kids – and ranked them a few years ago, Shabazz Muhammad, who was making the league minimum, would have been the number one pick in the draft. Um, O.J. Mayo. O.J. Mayo was the most touted player coming out of high school years ago. Now, he's not even in the league right now because of, of issues off the court. You know, you got to remember, you're only getting guys that come out of high school, like guys in the pros are getting – these guys, it's like, well, they got the number one pick. Shouldn't they be better than that? Well, not necessarily. You can't blame it all on the coach. Does the does the system fit the player? You hope, but it doesn't always work out. And those guys that Duke got are great, but I don't think they're as good as what they thought they'd be. And I don't feel like looking up the exact number, but he has won uh, several champ- national championships. Five. So he's, he's going to retire there. five. And there hasn't been – there hasn't been a dominant champion as far as uh, you know, uh, unbeatable no, type streak since John Wooden. So yeah, that's really the only one there's ever been. 
Florida yeah. wasn't bad. Billy yeah, Donovan was going around. Filed. I mean, I mean UCLA yeah. was winning like r- ridiculous sums. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. true. I mean, it, was, it wasn't that like they true. won like once or twice and then didn't win for ten years. What did they win? Twelve in the? I want to say twelve. Ten or some ridiculous number like that. I know they didn't lose a game for three years, which was. I don't want to spend too much time. I don't want to spend too much time on something that just popped in my head, but uh, we haven't really followed up on NIT too too well. I'm sure the Madison Square Garden matchup's got to be set sometime this week, right? They're down to. I haven't even looked. Yeah, they're down to their final four. Uh, No number one seeds left. Um, we wow. have in the top top of the bracket, Penn State against uh, Mississippi State, and on the bottom half, uh, Western Kentucky against Utah. And those games are Tuesday, for anyone who's interested. I like the Hilltoppers. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna crash. Uh, is Tuesday the day of wide men can't score? Or is that Monday? No, that's Monday. That's tomorrow. That's Monday. Tomorrow. Fuck, I can't crash that time because I'll be out working all night. I want to <laughs> crash it for some NIT fucking serious uh, coverage. But, yeah, we, we, we didn't pick that right. I can't get right. those we, games up here, those bastards. Yeah, we can definitely well, discuss I mean, uh, We can discuss the, the NIT on uh, Wednesday's show. We can discuss the because uh, they're happening Tuesday. We'll talk about them on Wednesday. Well, True the enough. final four is Tuesday, so the final match, the final game match, I'm saying. The final game will be when uh, um, Thursday or something. It doesn't say. It just says the, 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 these two games are the 27th, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. And then it, it doesn't show or say when the, uh, when the final game is. I, I don't know. All right, Nate, did you I watch – uh, did I would think they'd throw it on Friday before the Final Four, but you know. um, I did not. Um, I did not watch it tonight, Tr. I'll be honest. I was I DVR'd it, and Tim, the final of the NIT will be on Thursday, the 29th. Thursday, yeah. I knew they wouldn't want to get in the way of the of the yeah. 64. So makes yeah, sense. So All right, Thursday. One of you two hosts slash uh, computer wizards. Fire me up the uh, single uh, 40- to 60-year-old lonely demographic of New Japan watchers. They're hard on tonight. Fire me up the results if you can find them. I got you. I'm right here. And some some dick, whoever, whatever dick that reported on it is going to have, like, the uh, where the match where they threw like eight guys in there, it'll be like three and three quarters stars and shit. They're fucking idiots. But God, God let me hear this. <laughs> okay. Uh, results uh, from match number one: Ropanji 3K, Rocky Ramiro, Show and Yo defeated SoCal and censored Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Uh, match two. No uh, ratings or nothing? Uh, no, this is just the results. Uh, I like I like both K- uh, Kazarian and Daniels. I like Kazarian. Oh, I love Kazarian and Daniels. I think they're vastly underrated and underused. 
but Daniels is like my age, literally, so he's, he doesn't have much time to get any kind of break. But So, okay. Right, uh, not much to say there. Okay. Uh, Taguchi Japan, Juice Robinson, and Dave Finley defeat Chaos. Hiroko Goto and Gato. Dave Finley hits a cutter on Gato and gets the pin. Fitzson and a guy who quit NXT. Couldn't even get over in NXT. Um, now they <laughs> beat the Booker, Gato, if that's the yeah. name Gato, and uh, whoever the fuck his partner was. Um, Japan's what, the side of California? What is it? Japan's like uh, geographically the size of California, right? Mm. Maybe a little no, it's bigger. Not that, it's not that big. It's not that it's big. It's not even big as California. No. No. Okay. It's quite populated, though. Enough yes. says. But then so is California. Match three, Killer Elite Squad, Lance Archer and uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. defeat Chaos, Chucky e. T, and Toro Yano. Lance Archer pinned Chucky e. T after Killer Elite Squad hit the Killer Bomb. I'm a big fan of the Killer Elite Squad. They're Shoot. they're great. Davey they're Boy, great. Harry, whatever you want to call him, is a fucking killer, strong as an ox. And uh, Lance Archer is a guy who used to get on Twitter when he was bored on the bus. So I used to have, like, it would be 5 a.m. for him. and Or it might have been 5 a.m. for me. I don't even remember. But he he came across as a real solid dude, a spiritual man. Shame it didn't work for him in the WWE, but it doesn't for a lot of people. I think it was the tramp stamp. I think that killed him. Yeah. California is about 25% bigger than Japan. Unbelievable! Unbelievable that one of my one of my friends and uh, my uh, teenage idol, Dave Meltzer, and I'm not making a joke. I really did and do have fond respect. Always like jumps down everybody's throat that suggests that Muhammad Ali was a bigger culture icon than Ricky Dozan. And I always think, well, in a fucking country the size of, uh, you know, New Mexico, and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Ricky Dozan is, might be in your fantasy, Dave. You're wrong about that one because well, Muhammad Ali could be mentioned in China tomorrow to a fucking 15-year-old, and they would know the name. If you go to fucking Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and say, "Hey, did you ever hear of Ricky Dozan?" Cultural phenomenon. No, Fuck him and not. his piss-filled fucking knife that the yakuza stuck him the on. only difference there Fuck being that uh, california only has uh, 35 million people in it whereas japan has 130 million so because yeah, they're all five two except for the wrestlers yeah well, well that's not true <laughs> you are you you slanty-eyed american you you round eye i guess you're a round eye not slanty-eyed no, I just want to get the I just want to get the people hot at me, the the the, the goobers that I want. <laughs> You're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Chucky e. T. I can't I can't stand him. God, I can't stand Chuck Taylor. Oh my God. He rips off a shoe. Like you really you named yourself after a shoe. You know what my my wrestling name is going to be now? Uh, Nike Max Air Six. That'll be my new gimmick name. So uh, coming at you, book me now, Marks. No way. Um, you're, you're going to be Adidas. <laughs> I'll respect Dave that's, Meltzer, by the way. I'll respect Meltzer's opinion good. on pro wrestling. I'll respect Meltzer's opinion on pro wrestling when he actually uh, does something in the wrestling business, like take a bump, help set up chairs, 
uh, do commentary, actually learn the ins and outs, pay your dues, uh, not sit behind a, a keyboard. Would you be offended if I said your wrestling name should be a hush a puppy? <laughs> I love hush puppies. <laughs> Do you know but what? Yeah, I'm not a melter. I'm not a melter, Mark. Um, melter thinks his opinions are right. It's like, dude, you're just a fan, like we're a fan. You just happen to know people, and you happen to be good at grammar and spell check. That's you're down. You're, you're downgrading them, but that's not to be addressed here. The guy, the guy worked 20 hours a day for a long, long period of time. Hey, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, and I'm not saying he doesn't put time and effort into what he does, and what he does is he's good at. But his opinion on pro wrestling doesn't mean it's shit only to me. Opi- it's only an opinion. It's an Much opinion. Much like wide men can't jump about basketball. Anyway, moving on. Bullet Club, Cody and Marty Scroll defeat the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tonga Lee. I'm, I must have missed something. I thought the Gorillas of Destiny were in the Bullet Club. I guess I didn't keep up with it. Uh, according to this, Cody cuts a promo saying the Bullet Club is fine, but Tangaleo said he wouldn't deny the Long Beach fans a match. Cody gets the pin after hitting Crossroads. Maybe the maybe the Tongans pulled a Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I am not going to get any Tongans pissed at me, so you, sir, can no, direct all that on. heat at you. No, I'm good with anyway. that. Los, okay, bear with me on this. Los, Los in Ingrenoble, in whatever the fuck in, they are. In Grenoble de Japan, which is Tetsuchi Naito, Sandra, Bushi, and Hiroshi, or excuse me, Hiromu Takahashi, Takahashi defeated Tacha Man <laughs> Tachigishi Japan Hiroshi Tanahashi Kushida and Rishuku Tachi and Dragon Lee Naito hit Destino on Ruku and got the pin. Oh, so silly, so stupid. Sounds like I'm listening like Dragon Ball Z or something. Every 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 two months. Those dopes say Pokemon. somebody's the best in the world, and they were saying, "Oh, Naito's so hot now." That was like three months ago. Now, now it's Zack Saber's hot, and now, fuck, everybody's hot. Everybody's the top three in the world. Matt Seidel was top three in the world. How many top threes is there? They've those fuckers name a hundred in the last three hundred sixty-five days that are top three in the world. I'm still waiting to see one that's actually pretty good. Fucking AJ Styles smokes all of them. I put AJ He's the only Styles. one that worked there that was actually the top three in the world. I put AJ Styles up there. I put uh, I put Seth Rollins up there. And you know what? I'd put uh, Cesaro up there, top three. So yeah, it's it's weird three. you mentioned it's weird you you mentioned those two names because I don't know if they're top in the world, but they they certainly have the skill set to be. But um. I said to myself about this uh, show tonight on Access TV and New Japan World, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that if you put either of those two names, Seth Rollins or Cesaro, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take take Cesaro. Put him in the place of anyone on that show tonight that was such a big deal to the goobers. Mm -hmm. And then put the guy you replaced him on Raw in a tag team with Sheamus. 
those same fans will shit on that tag team match with Sheamus on Raw Monday or on a pay-per-view or on WrestleMania. Yeah. And they'll say that Cesaro had the best fucking 90-star match on the card just because he's working there. Don't oh, yeah. Well, that's that's their thing. Like That's why Kenny Omega, to me, is so over, is because he's the, uh, the guy Jin over there. He is the guy who... He's the top indie star who speaks English over there that's not signed to WWE, so he's the best wrestler in the world. Oh, my God. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Um, and he's a great wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't dislike him. I, I actually watch his wrestling matches. But the quote-unquote smarks out there think Kenny Omega is the best thing going just because he's in New Japan. If you put Kenny Omega in NXT, like... I'm sorry, he wouldn't be able to to lace up Johnny Gargano's boots right now. I'm going to say me. Mike Kenny, Kenny Omega for the main event, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Rey Mysterio addresses the crowd and sat in the front row to watch the next match. What's so he doing? The son of a bitch is with WWE doctors. He's in New Japan. The motherfucker says he owns Aero Lucha. I, I think he must be fucking switching masks with some other five, six dudes and working everybody. According, and next match is the match that I really actually wanted to see in a very, very bad way. Um, Will Offspray faced and defeated the legend Jushin Thunder Liger. Offspray won via pinfall after the Oss Cutter after the match. Marty Scroll attacked Will Offspray and Rey Mysterio and stole Mysterio's mask before Liger could make the save. So those three look good, and the villain takes the heat off the fact that Osprey can do anything, even though he's banged up. He's Ricochet Jr. And yeah. Kichi Yamada from 1978, still wearing that fucking get-up. But he is a legend. I give him his props. Um, oh, he's fantastic. But he can't hang with Osprey if they were going full speed. So it was probably, probably not. A, a match probably of respect not. by Osprey. And, uh, you know, a nice, I'll, I'll give a little bit for you, Nate. It was probably a nice little thing. And uh, I don't know if he's our mutual friend, but my buddy Roy Lushier, who's got that Roy international Lusher. wrestling. I say Lushier, you say Lusher. Same thing. Um, he was out there live, got a lot of pictures with them people and loves that shit. But I don't mind the people like Roy or Bob Barnett or Meltzer or Missy Hyatt, for that matter, that liked Japanese wrestling when it was Baba and Anoki, uh, Jeff Baldwin. They have legitimate fan, ba- like they preferred it over NWA and WWF, etc. But what I don't like is these dopes that didn't watch it back then. And all of a sudden, they just want to be anti-WWE because they're 50. And they think that they're New Japan fans. That's that's my issue. But go ahead. But, um, nice, well, let me nice say this. Nice little story. Mysterio Liger and Osprey running off the villain aptly let named. Me, so. Let me say this. Um, as a guy who was born in 1990, I never had a chance to watch uh, New Japan back then. My first introduction to Japanese wrestling was through uh, Ultimo Dragon and uh, through Mishinoku Pro and War and those wrestling alliances there. 
So yeah, just. Um, yeah, but you're not I, you're not watching it to try to be ironic. Is my point. I mean, I li- I like it because I like wrestling, but yeah. I'm not saying it's the best thing going today just because it is. It might be the best in ring action going today. Um, depending on what you like, depending on the, if you like high spots, new Japan is for you. So it's, it's different strokes for different folks, but I don't like when other people's opinions are fact. And that's why I have my issues with Dave Meltzer. But anyway, moving on Suzuki gun, which is Maru Suzuki and Zack Sabre jr. Defeated chaos, which was Kushida Okada and Tomohiro Ishii. Zack Sabre forced Ishii to submit. After the match, Sabre stretched Okada as well and taunted him. Yeah. Um, Sabre. He's got that weird... Uh, He's That English terrible, style. Terrible body, English style, submission style. He'll make it. I mean, he'll make it to WWE, I believe. Uh, well, he did the Cruiserweight Classic. They offered him yeah. a uh, they offered him a go at that, but he turned it down. Probably got, for the best. You got Robbie Brookside and Regal there. He'll he'll make it. Uh, oh yeah. I I got no bones to pick with him. But a lot of uh, great a lot of great British wrestlers that never really got a fair shake. I, I think William Regal was one. Uh, you know, I loved Wade Barrett. I loved how he he worked. Um, Dave Taylor was another one that was pretty fantastic. Um, in the ring, he could, do, he could do so much, and now you got guys like Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Wolfgang, uh, the United Kingdom guys, and Mustache Mountains over there, and you know there's there's a lot, there's a lot there. I like Wolfgang's really... restaurants as well. <laughs> Here's something else. I swear, Tim, do you have anything to add to any of this? By the way, I don't mean to yeah, just leave you out. Just... I'm just soaking it in because I, to be honest, could care less. Yeah, well, fuck. fuck since Tim's just soaking it in, fuck Okada. That motherfucker, he, they had two vans when I was back in ROH back in the day. And uh, Tanahashi's the coolest guy ever. And popped and marked out for Blue Meanie. And just, you know, good dude. Me, him, and Jay Briscoe got a picture. And, uh... Okada, like back then, you could tell he was a fucking egomaniac. Like Tanahashi was was the man, and and Okada was his bitch as far as the packing order. And he just he just nah, I, like I could have struck up a conversation with the dude because he speaks a little English, but uh, Tanahashi speaks great English, by the way. But um, I was just like looking at him. He's a little taller than me, but, you know, I, I was a little frisky because I was lifting at that point a little bit, and uh, I don't know. I like to fight sometimes. <laughs> I felt like hitting Okada in the face. But anyway, fuck Okada. I like, I like Okada in the ring. Um, I don't know him personally, so I can't uh, really but give I'm into what in I think. i stupid Japanese van and go away <laughs> somewhere in Philly. But I do like Okada. I'm a big fan. So there you go. So, I'll just admit that. Not you, IW- <laughs> IWGP United States Championship match. Switchblade Jay White defeated Hangman Adam Page. White reversed a rite of passage into a Blade Runner and got the pin to retain. After the match, Dave Finley attacked White and challenged him to a U.S. title match. 
Ugh. That's all I got to say about that. Ugh. <laughs> Jay <All right>. White. <laughs> we are now Ugh. to where you wanted to go. Yeah, the, the golden, golden showers. The golden showers. <laughs> Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi <laughs> defeat the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson. The Lovers won by pinfall after hitting the golden trigger on Matt Jackson. After the match, Cody came out to yell at the Bucks. Omega came to the rescue, but the Bucks refused to shake his hand. Omega cut a promo saying the Golden Lovers are back and here to stay. Yeah, well, those two Golden <clears throat> Lovers. Uh, quick, quick, did anybody know off the top of their head if Omega has a wife? Um, you know, I looked, I looked that up. Uh he will re- refuses to make any comment about his uh, uh, his personal life. Nobody. Seems I have to heard. Know. I have heard he is bisexual. That I've heard. Are you being serious? Okay, well, I've, I've that heard that. Surprise me. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Have you not seen the picture of him and Cody Cody engaging in a kiss? Well, I mean, have a look at the guy. You know, period. He's a fem- uh, He's a bit uh, of a feminine looking fellow. I mean, I'm it's none of my business. I have no I'm issue with it. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's all a rib, but if not, you know, so be it. But, well, you know what they uh, say, though. The best uh, the best uh, stories are the ones that are fucking cutting near the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he, he so, you know, he uh, had an article mm-hmm. somewhere. You know how those uh, legitimate sport outlets are, t- are taking pieces of wrestling stories now and shit like that? He yeah. had a story about the Golden Lovers um, wanting to be all-inclusive, trying to push the all-in show in Chicago uh, to the LGBTQ community, uh, stealing our gimmick when we had Karen on every week. But anyway, um, Omega has kissed Cody. Cody let his beautiful wife kiss Omega, which... If you're gonna let, if you're one of the boys, and you're gonna let uh, your wife kiss another one of the boys, it probably is a good idea to make it a gay boy. And that hug, emotional hug, when the young bucks split with him with uh, with Abushi seemed uh, the golden lover's name seemed appropriate. Put it that way. Um, it's not a gay bashing thing, but. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny, 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 Kenny. Just put the cock in the mouth, Kenny. Fucking gay bastard, you. You son of a bitch. You're the best wrestler in the world, my ass. You just like the roll-up, you dummy. Oh, God, Kenny Omega. Uh, plays video games with Xavier Woods and says, Can we watch your porno with Paige just so I can see your bird? Oh, that'd be great. Kenny Omega, golden lover. Jerry Lynn's twin and half the worker, and he's the best in the world of these losers. Oh, my God, it's Kenny Omega. Oh, he's, no, Works no, with, he's so awesome because he doesn't, he just won't give in to the WWE. Because he's that, uh, that's yeah, why he's, he's awesome. He just, he, he was going to be Darren Young's partner. They'd probably take him, I guess, but I don't. I don't know that they're in, that they really care one way or the other, do they? 
if if I'm I'm half shtick with all that stuff, uh, the morons won't know that because they'll hate me if they listen. But uh, uh, it's half shtick. In truth, uh, Omega is a hell of a wrestler, a hell of a hand, as they say. Uh, I'm over his comedy shit. I don't have a problem like Cornette does, and you know um, he he cuts the he speaks Japanese and he cuts those promos over there that are just kind of so somber and they try to be funny and being the elite and all that, but he he does not have the personality to be the top star in the WWE. But quite frankly, neither does AJ Styles, and he's got the world title. So. Um, what are you going to say? Maybe maybe he'll end up getting a run there. They're called managers. They don't want managers anymore. They're, maybe when Vince yeah, dies. But they're, uh, but they're called managers. That's what you give those guys, and they're even better. Yeah. You know, there's so, many, there's so many guys in WWE who could benefit from a good manager. Mm-hmm. So many guys. Not to be a pig, but it also can get it also gets the female element back in there in that way, which they well, are. Well, I mean, kind of. You can have. It doesn't hurt. Here's the thing. It was crazy as it did, but it but there can still be some pretty girls there to look at. Down in NXT, they did they have that. Paul Ellering, he's managing the Authors of Pain. They have um, I forget what her gimmick name, but uh, Thea Trinidad, who's managing uh, Cien Almas. I mean, they have that, and NXT is usually, ratings-wise, it's it's usually pretty great, but, you know, here's the thing, NXT's numbers are actually, they actually lose money, from what I've heard. Yeah, they lost uh, they $20 million. million. Doing, but they weren't doing very good lately. They lost like $20 million with everything included with the road trips and shit. Well, here's the thing with NXT. You got the internet buzzing. You're only on the WWE network. That's that's a, that's your major issue. That's why you're not generating revenue. Um, that's how WWE makes a profit is revenue generation via sponsorships, advertising, yada yada yada. Your NXT audience is that 18 to you know 35, 40 uh, demographic. That's your it's a it's a sausage fest. NXT is it always is. You can look at the audience. It's usually 99% or maybe 95% men. And what do men do at these shows? They buy a T-shirt. They buy one T-shirt. They sit down. They've they've bought their ticket, and they spend the rest on beer. Now, if you have the family demographic at the regular WWE show that they watch every week, that's PG, and, you know, they come in. They buy their programs. they got to have a t-shirt for the boy, a t-shirt for his friend or for the, the other boy and for the girl. And oh, they got John Cena phone fingers. Oh, we got to get a few of those and they spend more money and they, you laugh. I'm just saying kids. Oh, I'm not arguing with it. Kids get more merchandise than the 18 to 35 demographic. The 18 to 35 year olds are the ones online bitching about the product. But if it wasn't for the fact that the show was PG and kids were watching and buying all that shit, there probably might not even be a wrestling match in town that night. So yeah, I, I don't know the, the business side of it, but I don't. I think the the network thing 
it either all needs to be there or none of it. Like I, I despise the fact that Raw and SmackDown are not on the, you know, that are on, on regular you, television. If you take Raw and SmackDown off of network television and you only have it on uh, the WWE network, you are losing roughly so, two okay. million. I, I don't. I don't do two million. That, so then why do you have a WWE network? What's what's it for? What does it do? Well, you have your pay-per-view market there, and you're generating, which is, which is also hold stupid. On. Hold on. No, because they they get a bigger cut than they would have if in the old system, even exactly. though the old system still exists a little bit. But um, they get a bigger. They cut monopolized on, it that way. They've monopolized it. They get all the advertising money because they still run ads even on pay-per-views. They have sponsors via pay-per-views, and they run those on there. You get ten dollars a month right. every. So then I will put to you: if this month. is true, and I don't dispute that you're wrong, why does the why does the UFC not have its own channel? They kind of do with they, Fight Pass, but yeah, they're they're they, on Fight. Particularly they, in regards to the pay-per-view model, they uh, I. I don't think that. Where are they getting a better cut than wrestling can get? Consider, yeah, they. I mean, they draw when the Conor McGregor they blow away wrestling, you know, those type of events, and when yeah. Ronda was hot, et cetera. But um, they're on the UFC, UFC and MMA in general, even though the schools and so forth are a big boom. Like everybody's training MMA now, like when they used to play basketball, baseball, football, hockey. But um, True. But uh, the the sport itself doesn't have stars, and they sold that company. The Fertitas sold these guys coming, whoever bought it. And they kept the white around, and uh, they you know they sold it for four billion. So with the new owners and so forth, it would take like it would take a McMahon and, and a family and a, and a Triple H type around Dana White to really put that all together on Fight Pass. So. They're making money off Fox still for how long, who knows. But uh, back to the WWE and the network, I have, I have a compromise that I don't know would, if it would work uh, business-wise or fit into their exclusivity contract with the USA Network that's coming to an end, by the way. Um, yeah. But how about you stick, you, you keep the same shows, Raw and SmackDown on USA or wherever they end up, Fox, but you offer a week later, you can catch up on the network. Or do they already do that? They they do not do that. Yeah. I've actually thought they about that myself. I, I said that that even would be up, a great compromise. Yeah. Even yeah. up here, we get Raw is on, and then we do get it one more time later that night. The they replay it. SmackDown, they do not. They it's have that deal once. with. Uh, they have that deal with Hulu. They they put Raw and SmackDown on Hulu the yeah, next all day. Yeah, with all the commercials out of it. Yeah. Huh. Where Interesting. Actually, where, where apparently watching it is a lot less painful because they pretty much cut out. I, from what the I understand, even some of the even some of the promos and shit, where if it doesn't, they don't think it really had any thing really to do with the show. They just zip right by it. Hmm. I told I told Which you guys the, the other night. Uh, when I tried to drink away my cold, which worked for that night, but didn't work, you know, in the long haul. As you were told, to, but anyway. I had, 
Yeah, I know. I, I, but I, I, I needed an escape from the, those fucking the sore throat and the sinus and all that. And whether it's just numb or whatever the beer did, it, it made it feel okay for a while. But nonetheless, I ran out of beer, which I always do when I drink, and not not every day like uh, some other show used to put out there. But anyway, um, for some reason. I walked in the local bar to get my, my uh, six-pack, and I announced it. <laughs> I am a liar, like very loudly, and, you know, probably a better impersonation than that. And Didn't neither one followed you? There was only like five or six. Well, like, okay, but you didn't ask them. You should have said, who wants to walk with the lines, man? Well, they, I figured there might be like one wrestling fan, even if it was the bartender, that would somehow acknowledge what I said, and and they it totally didn't go over. Like they didn't know what the fuck was going on, what I was saying. So I was I just like, "You're fucking crazy." Yeah, I some guy walked into the bar and announced his name was Elias. Fucking was bizarre. Yeah, and like I look like Elias. Like I fucking, I got my late father's stupid Huey Lewis hair, and I got this fucking big old gray biker beard. All you wanted like a was mess. a new drug. Hey. There you go. That's a good reference for a young young buck like you. Man, that's the power of love. You know that. Oh, uh, there's a lot of good. There's a guy. A lot of good Huey Lewis songs. Um, really we, covered, we, co- we covered this uh, this uh, Axis TV big special. Uh, as I said to the real fans of Japanese wrestling, like the Jeff Bowdens and the Dave Meltzers and the Roy Lucier's. No offense, but to you goofballs who are like in your 50s and uh, you know didn't even know that Baba and Anoki ran the two promotions back then and all of a sudden you're yay Japan why don't you (laughs) just go why don't you you do me a favor and get caught in the middle of a tsunami you stupid dopes most of these people that you speak of uh, TR probably wouldn't have a clue what war the war promotion is and most people wouldn't have a clue who well you know who ran Mishinoku Pro and all that so you know Nate Nate you're what? 28 and you don't ever have to defend your positions with me oh I know you're you're in my Can squad or vice versa I would not like a jumbo Zaruto I would like a small Zaruto please <laughs> sucks because uh, the one the one the one chime in. T- Tim Goose on it was actually my favorite Japanese wrestler, Jumbo. Oh, Jumbo what? <laughs> yeah, I, love, I like me some Jumbo. But, uh, my favorite Japanese wrestler is easy, is easy and it's it's kind of silly, and it's kind of common, but my favorite Japanese wrestler is still the great Muda. He's the first uh, he one I ever really saw with any regularity. And, so. uh, He's not Japanese, but he made his name over there. I got a little fondness for Stan Hansen in my heart. That was a cool guy to hang out with. Uh, he was Stan fun. Hansen's aces. Stan he, Hansen's he least, aces. He scared me when I was yeah, in he, he, he scared he me like too. He looked like the kind of guy that would kick the shit out of you. He I would. Picked him, he said he was going to. I picked him up. I picked him up at the airport. And then, you know... Because he was, you know, John is his real name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan might be his middle name. I don't know. But uh, he's John and a, a nice gentleman. And we had a nice, calm conversation. 
just about the plane ride to uh, Japan because at the time he was the most uh, trips ever. I think somebody surpassed him. Torino might have even surpassed him. But um, <coughs> he, I said, "How how is that? Are you used to it? And he's like, never. I can't really do a Stan Hansen, especially with a little bit of a cold. But he's like, <laughs> sucks every time. But I got to feed the fucking family, man. Sucks every time. It's like a whole goddamn day I lose. But um, well, he. Um... But then oh oh oh, I forgot because I won't finish the point. You know, I know the guy, and we're friends, and we had dinner. How about this? Uh, back in the day, um, I had dinner at one point that day with three WWE Hall of Famers. Nice. Before the show. I mean, I would say guess who they were, but that'll take too long. Uh, it was uh, Lawler, Hanson, and uh, The Godfather. Uh, Love Charles. Who was, Charles is the man. Who, who was training as the soul taker with Larry Sharp. Larry was at dinner, who could eventually get in as like a trainer, possibly. Yeah. And... Uh, and uh, somebody else was there that wasn't a Hall of Famer, but was pretty famous. Uh, now I'm forgetting. Well, uh, oh, Kamala, Kamala, and Kamala should get in with his with his no legs anymore and shit. Gave his <laughs> legs for the business, for God's sake. So he, I had dinner uh, with all the, all those guys. That was Carluzzo and a couple of our other lackeys like me, and it was quite quite an era. If any of our listeners. If any of our listeners out there happen to have the Kamala Moon Belly, um, if you have the Moon Belly action figure, get in touch with me. I would uh, very much like to discuss a possible swap for the, the Kamala Moon Belly action figure. If you uh, the old one of the old. Uh, figures. I'm a, I collect a few of the old action figures. Yes, call me a mark if you will, but if you have it, get in touch with me. Fanboy, I called you. I am How many I am. minutes did you say, uh, Tim? We're down to uh, six and a half minutes, gentlemen. Time has flown by. I, I don't know if we've covered everything because we got uh, lollygagged on some things. Did we cover everything that we wanted to from, yeah. from the weekend Through review? The round table, so, yeah, yeah. Well, we only had one more topic, but we, there's no way we can do that in six minutes. So, What, what was the other topic? Oh, that, I remember I told you I was contacted by... Tom wasn't on the air when that was mentioned. Oh. I got a message. I got a message from... Um, well, I can't say who. Uh, hey, Tim. Tim. Let's yes, just, uh, just, just go ahead and roll through it. I think there is a... They give you a little safety net. You can go a little over, Tom. So if we go over time, we'll be okay. Go ahead and run with okay, it. Well, I don't. I, it won't take me long to tell what I. It will probably be the rebuttals or the replies that will be the time. Oh, that's fine. Time. Go ahead and run with it. We'll we'll um, go as long as we need to. Spit it out. To a, go ahead. What? Spit it out. Oh, spit it out. Um, okay, this guy has was uh, at your former podcast. Uh, been there since the beginning. Doesn't work for them. Isn't an inner circle guy, but. Been a fan since episode one. Been on the uh, web page and all that shit since the very beginning. Uh, he sent me a note the other day uh, asking me what uh, 
if I was considering coming back. And I replied, well, I never left. I, I didn't have any, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like for Tom, where you actually left, but I didn't have anything right. to leave. Apparently, the rumor, <laughs> the rumor is there that uh, I am your uh, manager slash money man, <laughs> and that I left because, well, and I'm the one who got you to leave, is basically the, the gist <laughs> of the uh, of the whole thing. To which I, so I he, couldn't think of. So anything. he busted us. I couldn't think of anything that could be funnier than that. A, I'm your manager. B, your money man. And he busted us. C, that no. I, you know, that you do anything anybody tells you to do. So that's hey, the man. story that they went, that that ran in their inner circle, anyway. Is that so there was I'm all the kinds of that stuff. That you're not. There was there. all kinds of stuff on on my pages the last couple of days, and and don't get me wrong, I kind of like. Uh, uh, added fuel to the fire I put Nate's sad looking picture when he got banned from the mothership <laughs> and I said uh, why would why would they do that and, you know that a lot of them are still my friends because guess what their king uh, Mr. Last is not their Facebook friend he he uh, urgently no, tells he's them not. every week he urgently tells them every week on air the best way to get a hold of me is on the group page, because quite frankly, uh, you know, I won't I'm not going to. you on my own page. Well, I'm not going to say what I may know or not know, but uh, he won't friend you on his friend page. Um, no, I know he won't. I, I, I don't. Him, I was told I, such. He, he never told me that. I don't think. I don't know what I'm saying, but trust me. He ain't your friend. You're on my page, and maybe Scott Cornish and Vandal Drummond and everybody else, but your king won't. He won't friend you. He'll friend like Travis. And the the latest from the kingdom is that the great brain last is, in fact, Catbox. That's their theory. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck Catbox was, but... um, Yeah, well, Bowling Jr., but... I I know Bowling Jr. a little bit. I don't think that would be the case because... Uh, to, to I the don't think Bowling Jr. would take the time. The timeline is different too, a little bit. Um, I think it was a because little there before was also, there. It was probed that, of course, that the, if it wasn't Bowling Jr., that it might in fact be you. <laughs> oh which, yeah. Uh, to which I, I also replied that that you know, Tom's got better things to do, and he he would never if he was going to throw rocks, you'd fucking know about it. No, I, I I I I blocked that account uh, per Brian, um, and I didn't yeah, I add him that, until but... Kenny, until Kenny Bowen begged me to add him because he's quote a big fan of mine. And I'm he's just been saying, but nice. you, Brian, uh, Tom doesn't go at you from the side or from behind. He'll throw the mud right in your face. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, he he's, he's been nothing but nice. He's been nothing but nice to me, whoever he is. I would like to know who he is on the down low, but he's been nothing, nothing but nice to me uh, since I unblocked him. Because um, he did just re- he did just did repost. I don't know if the mothership actually dropped today or not. It was supposed to drop without doubt by Saturday. Then, of course, it switched to uh, I can't get it done. It's Monday, and he promptly 
uh, on Twitter promptly threw up that, oh, yeah, wide men can't jump strap, you know, 20 shows in a row without uh, missing the beat, but Tom's a problem. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nate, do you, think, uh, do you think I have, like, 90 seconds or three minutes or something? You have, yeah. you have uh, at least a minute. You've got it's at least not real, Actually, they give not, you close to 15 minutes if you need it. It's not even – I don't even need it because I don't want to go into it. Well, we'll take but it's all there. It's – it's it's on that same subject line, but it's not a rebuttal to any of that. I just uh, I appreciate hearing it on air, off air. Just if they're talking about me, that's good because that's more chances that they'll listen, whether it be hate, love, or whatever we do, and follow what we do. So, you know, fine. But um, and I don't care which side they're on as long as they're listening. But uh, I got a bizarre inbox last night while all those comments were going on on my page. And that's why when you said, uh, when you started telling the story and you said somebody contacted you, somebody contacted me and I thought it might have been the same person, but it wasn't. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save, it was a friend of mine, so I'm going to save the name. Uh, I might tell you guys down the line if, if I see if it's cool with him, but whatever. Um, I got inboxed like late and and it, uh, the gist of the message I can't do a, a paraphrase I can't do verbatim but it was like hey man just let it go and I'm like let what go and the response was like the shit with 605 and Brian man it, it's it's over and done with let it go and I said I'm not the one that did anything I said I I retweeted a post about uh, being uh, the public being told that I was the sole reason for shows being late and there hasn't been one on time since I left. I said, that's, <laughs> that's not me. In, 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 what's the word? Uh, not insinuating. Starting a fight, but with an eye. Um, Instigating? I'm not the one. Yes, thank you. Instigating. That's why I need you as my manager and money man. I know. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. That'll be ten dollars. <laughs> Instigating uh, the shit, I just react. I don't start with them. I react. If that's not clear, the morons of plenty. Then I, I don't know what will be. But anyway, he he kept up and and his last. I said, you know, I respect. I've known you for a long time. I respect, you know, you reaching out. But I don't know what you know, and I don't know what truth you know or believe. But I'm fine. Thanks for looking out. You know, I'm good. And and I was being genuine and sincere. Like, you know, whatever he thinks the case is, this person, it's not. So he, I think he's coming from a genuine place. And then he put in his final response that I guess I was supposed to respond to, you will never beat Brian. It's not about who's right or wrong. And... I didn't know I was trying to beat Brian. I don't know yeah. what I'm trying to beat him at, but if it's if it's podcasting, that's the last thing you should have told me because now it's going to be my obsession to beat Brian, whether it be basketball, wrestling, comedy, anything. I mean, that's uh, that that fired me up today, and that's part of the reason I was contacting you guys off air to uh, to hype up every show we fucking do. I didn't. I didn't realize we were in competition with Brian. 
I didn't um, either. I don't, I don't know what, well, what this person was saying. But, I, you know, I hope you guys respect I can't reveal who it was because if it no, was one of good. you two, if it were one of you two guys, I wouldn't reveal it to another person either unless it's, well, unless I clear it with them first. So. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'll make this public. I won't say an amount, but uh, I've sent you more money doing this show than Brian ever sent you. Oh, I, I know that. I, I mean, I, I put that in my response. I said, I'm getting paid. I'm I mean, getting paid. I put that twice. There's a revenue stream. Because your money man is doing his job. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. like even even the hated Vince Russo said in his response to his departure from Podcast One, they made $1,100 in th- their last three months there, so it was it actually was a blessing in disguise. And the quote I'll use from him was, he said he doesn't believe in working for free. Nobody should work for free. And I worked on that show. I worked hard, and I was promised things. They never materialized. And the worst on-air personality who makes Lance Storm look like fucking Jim Cornette and Bobby Heaton combined Scott Bowden was on both tribute shows and has his own shitty show that gets 12 likes every week. Fuck that. Well, Kentucky Fried Wrestling. How dopey is that? The fuck are you talking about? It's Memphis, which we covered every week on 605, you bunch of idiots. Go for a retweet. Can I get a retweet? <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. You can't oh, Scott Bowden was doing the Memphis guy with the tapes. Just a fad what? That's, that's all I got to say. F them all. Well, I can't. They can't this. lick our sweat beneath our collective balls. I'll say this. Uh, I was booted out of the 605 uh, page the other day. If those of you don't, uh, if you don't know, that's what we're talking about. Um, there was a post that said, does anybody else miss Tiarnak? And Tom's a friend of mine. I was reading the comments. Some people were taking cheap shots about Tom, you know, having, having a few sips here and there and, and some people missed it. Some people said, oh, you know, yeah, we, we missed Tiarnak. We missed these things. And so I got on there and I posted, you know, Tom's doing okay. Um, close friends with him. We do a basketball show. I did not mention the name. I did not plug the show. I did not tag the show. I didn't post an episode or anything. I just said, we're doing a show. That's all I said. And I said, there's no heat with Brian, no heat with the 605. We actually plug them. And, you know, he appreciates all the, the love and support he gets. And then I was, my post was removed. I was kicked out of the page. And so that was that. No warning. No, hey, you can't do that. Uh, the moderators even were baffled by it. Some of the moderators said we have no clue why he was kicked out. Which, honestly, I was debating leaving it anyway. So they made the decision easy because it's a lot of, shit on there. I don't want to, I don't read anyway. Um, I got shit to do. Sorry. I mean, I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but I got, I got a lot of shit to do. 
You know what I mean? The leader over um, there has always maintained, and Tom can back this up, there are two camps in the universe. There is following him, and there is everybody else. Well, my that, thing is... That is, that, that is truly how he sees things, though. You cannot be a fan of, of me and that other guy. It's me or nobody. Well, here's my thing. Yeah. If you have people bad-mouthing someone that I know, and I've grown to be, I consider, a friend... Like either one of you, you guys are my buddies. You're not. You're not my. You're not just my podcast associates. You're my friends. Um, people start bad mouthing. I'm going to go on there and I'm going to say, hey, you know, here's what's going on. Here's where we are. I'm not going to take shit. And I'm not going to put up with it. And people can talk shit all they want. And you can follow blindly, or you can step out and you can realize what's going on over there. It's people drank the Kool-Aid and they bought into the fuck those guys. And they, they bought into the, uh, you know, only he can do it. He's, he's our, he's our leader. You know, he gets us, he cares. No, he doesn't listen. You know what? Fuck it. Here we go. Let's go ahead and do this. You know what? We're a fucking show that brags about, not having any advertisements. I don't load it down with ads. Bull fucking shit. I hear a Ramsor Records advertisement all the fucking time. Dolph Ramsor's paying out the ass to advertise on your show. He's got exclusive broadcasting rights, and he's probably making way more money than any fucking body that appears on that Did goddamn show. Did you hear the, uh, the other last reply to that was that um, uh, the next show will be so late that Ramsor Records will be Ramsor CDs? <laughs> And you know what else? And th- and this is and this is coming from me. This is not coming from Tim. This is not coming from Tom. So, if anybody out there, and you know what, I have friends that are six oh fivers, people that listen to the show. I'm not calling you dumb for following him. I'm just stating facts. He says we don't do advertising. I could load the show down with advertisements. Why would he? He's already making a shit ton of money off of the shit he's doing with Cornette. He doesn't need to load it down with ads. He makes a shit ton of money off Ramsour Records, and that's fine. Uh, Make an advertise. Hold on, an advertisement also is technically, and if you're a secret millionaire, you can just send us money. Exactly. I I, I know. On, uh, I ain't gonna. I, that'd be betraying trust, and I don't want to betray my trust. Well, don't do that. Don't but, do that. Uh, Here's the thing: if you're uh, a he's secret not millionaire, hurting. if you're a secret millionaire, send us some money. If if you're use our Amazon code, it helps the show, aka it gives him money. But we don't do ads, and everybody uses that to champion him. He does ads every week. Well, every every month now, because Tom left the show and now it's late. Use your head, people. Jesus Christ! There hasn't been a show since February the twenty fifth. And how yeah. many shows counting these uh, roundups and shit? Have we done nearly thirty now? We're, we're, we're almost pushing 50. thirty. I would. I would. Guess. We're pushing fifty, guys. Is it that many? Oh, I, I, for a guy who's. But we, uh, we do have three a week, at least, if not more. Roughly, yes. For a guy who's so, uh, whatever the hell he said about me, drunk all the time and irresponsible, ir- irreliable, whatever. Fuck. I don't well, know. I've been on every one him. of these except. Except for one wide man can't score. It's all true, but but we just learned to deal with you. Fucking right, you do. 
we, we've just learned how to wave that the what we know really works that carrot in front of you and you show well, of course everybody will throw the you guys don't have to spend time editing no it's amazing no, because it's a waste of fucking time it's it's amazing how some people who know wrestling they know a lot of facts they know a lot of stuff it's amazing how they think they control it all and they've never really taken a bump. He doesn't, he doesn't even edit. Oh, there we died. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Oh, you're and you know what? Oh, you're still here, but we we dropped one. We dropped the Tom. The Tom go. Yeah. We dropped Tom. So, well, to wrap it up, that was a Sunday night roundtable. Where that it was turned into Sunday night bitch table, but that's all right. Got to get Sorry, it and if I offend anybody, and if you're a 605 fan and you enjoy this show, I I urge you to listen to both. I urge you to enjoy what you enjoy. I'm just putting out my personal gripe. No, let's just not make it personal. That's all. Enjoy whatever no, you want. But if you don't do, want to do listen you. to us, let's not throw rocks either, or we'll start throwing them back, and you're not going to enjoy Absolutely. that. Cause I, do, I do not want to throw rocks at the 605. I no, have no issue I don't with either, them. but if somebody no keeps issue. pitching them my direction, <laughs> eventually one may hit me, and if it does, then I start throwing them back. But I tend to ignore them for the most part. So, yeah. so that's just me, no, 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 and I'm, no. sorry. I'm sorry if I offended. So now that we're 12 minutes over. Hmm. You ready to call it a night, Tim? I believe so. I think that's enough for one night. So right. uh, stay tuned uh, for the continuing saga of the Wide Men Can't Jump Network. Uh, you're not doing anything tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Tune into uh, Wide Men Can't Score, which is an awesome. No, Tom's my, face Tom, hit the hang-up. Tom just made my fat face. <laughs> oh, God. Well, here's a perfect Wide Men Can't Jump ending. Uh, anyway, Wide Men Can't Score, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, and uh, Wide Men Can't Jump at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Is that correct? Yes, sir. 8 p.m. Wednesday. 8 p.m. Yes, Eastern, sir. Wednesday night. I understand there's a possibility of an Uber guest. Is, uh, am I right on that? Um, Possibly. Possibly. All right. Fair enough. Keep the people guessing. And, uh, yeah, so that's it for me. And a big uh, farewell. Night.